Hello everybody, this is Joseph P. Farrell with news and views from the Nefarium on Thursday, June the 1st, 2023. We're already almost halfway through the year, folks. This is going by at lightning pace. I want to talk about those drone attacks in Moscow today, but first a reminder that we do not have a vid chat this Friday. That will be a week from this Friday, June 9th. But please keep your eyes peeled on the schedule on the website. We are in that time of year. I swear, folks, this is the worst weather pattern I've seen here in a very long time. Usually the pop-up storms disappear by now, but we're in this cycle where they seem to be hitting just in time for every weekend. So keep your eyes peeled. Uh, I haven't yet posted the vid chat for... Uh, a week from this coming Friday, a week from tomorrow. But uh, I plan to do that this weekend. But again, please keep your eyes peeled on the schedule. All right. We need to talk about the drone attacks in Moscow. I have uh, some basic scenarios I want to run past you. But there's two articles that grab my attention that I'll be referencing for you. Uh, the first article is titled, Russia Warns of Harsh Response as Vladimir Putin Labels Moscow Drone Strike a Terrorist Act by the Ukraine. The second is a Reuters story by Guy Falconbridge, filed on May the 30th, uh, a couple days ago, which states, Putin says Ukraine drone strikes on Moscow aimed to scare and provoke Russia. So I want to read just a few choice points from both of these articles. Here are some um, statements from the first article. That is, Russia warns of harsh responses. Vladimir Putin labels Moscow drone strike a terrorist act by the Ukraine. So there's basically uh, about seven things I want you to take from this article. Number one, quote, foreign minister says that Russia has the right to respond with the harshest measures. Notice that measures are left undefined. Number two, quote, Mr. Putin cast the assault as a terrorist act that came after Russia struck at the Ukraine's military intelligence headquarters several days ago. He said the attack was aimed at civilian targets and that the Ukraine had chosen the path of attempting to intimidate Russia, Russian citizens, and attacks on residential buildings. Number three, and this one is very, very important here, folks. Listen carefully. Assurances by NATO officials that the Kiev regime will not launch strikes deep into Russian territory proved to be completely hypocritical, the Russian foreign ministry said in a statement. Let me read that one again. Assurances by NATO officials that the Kiev regime will not launch strikes deep into Russian territory proved to be completely hypocritical, the foreign ministry said in a statement. Quote, Russia reserves the right to take the harshest possible measures in response to the terrorist acts by the Kiev regime, unquote. And finally, these last three points from that first article. 
Of course we are pleased. And incidentally, this is a Ukrainian government spokesman speaking here, uh, Mikhailo Podolyuk. Quote, of course we are pleased to watch and predict an increase in the number of attacks, unquote, Mikhailo Podolyuk said. Quote, but of course we have nothing directly to do with this, unquote. The White House said it was still gathering information on the reports of drones striking in Moscow while reiterating that Washington did not support attacks inside Russia. I'll be honest with you folks, that last statement there I think is uh, a complete lie. Uh, I, think, I think Washington is using, as it has all along, is using the Ukraine as a proxy to achieve foreign policy objectives and there may be other parties involved here, uh, but we'll get back to that. Then finally, quote, drone strikes, or pardon me, drone attacks deep inside Russia have intensified in recent months, listen carefully, with strikes on oil pipelines and even the Kremlin earlier this month. And of course, we all saw that attack on the Kremlin earlier this month. Ukraine denied the Kremlin attack, but the New York Times reported that U.S. intelligence believes Kiev was responsible. Okay? So that's the first article. Drone attacks on a residential area in Moscow. Now let's turn to the Reuters article. Uh, and again, the title of the article is Putin says Ukraine drone strikes on Moscow aimed to scare and provoke Russia. Now I'm skipping down just a couple of paragraphs into this article. This article is a bit shorter, but listen carefully. Quote, Putin cast the assault which brought the 15-month war in the Ukraine to the heart of Russia as a terrorist response that came after Russia struck at the Ukraine's military intelligence headquarters several days ago. A Ukrainian presidential aide denied Kiev was directly involved in the Moscow attack, but said the Ukraine was enjoying watching events and forecast more to come. Quote, of course we are pleased to watch and predict an increase in the number of attacks, but of course we have nothing directly to do with this, unquote, Ukrainian presidential advisor Mikhailo Podolyuk said. And of course he's... Uh, simply repeating the article simply repeating what the other one states now again we have this acknowledged by the reuters article quote drone attacks deep inside russia have intensified in recent weeks with strikes on oil pipelines and even the kremlin earlier this month the ukraine denied the kremlin attack but the new york times reported that u.s intelligence believes that kiev is responsible now i'm skipping toward the end of the Reuters article. And we learn a couple more interesting things in this version of the story. Quote, prosecutors said the incidents, the recent drone strikes, occurred in the Odinsovsky district of western Moscow, where Putin has his Novo Ogaryovo estate residence. The area, the most expensive in Russia, is home to the country's elite. And skipping towards the end of the article, 
Thus far, the war has been described by the Kremlin as a special military operation. The United States has repeatedly said it does not want a war with Russia and has said the Ukraine should not use Western weapons to attack inside Russia. Unquote. Now, right there, this is what bothers me. Where did the Ukraine get these drones or whoever is doing the attacking? This is what has not yet been proven although the Russian government is certainly taking the line that the Ukrainian government is behind this. So let's, let's look at this from several points of view. The Ukraine could be behind it, or the Ukraine could be acting as a proxy for American or British interests, or there could be a third party that no one is mentioning that is behind this. The, the reason I'm suggesting that the latter might be in play is because these attacks on Moscow, while the Ukraine supposedly has the capability to launch drone attacks from its territory against Moscow, those attacks would be attacks several hundred miles away. And I doubt very much that the Ukraine has the space-based or aerospace-based resources to guide drones over hundreds of miles of hostile territory to commit an attack in Moscow. So in other words, if those drones were launched from Ukrainian territory, they would have to have had the help of a power like the United States or Great Britain that have satellites that can guide the drones to target. So the second thing I want to point out is that the drone targets apparently were in a residential area. And this suggests to me that the targets were locally launched by cells operating inside of Russia rather than launched from Ukrainian territory itself. So in other words, somebody has active boots on the ground in the Moscow Oblast of Russia that are capable of launching drones, they have access to drones, and they're launching them against Russian targets. Interestingly enough, they're apparently launching them in a residential area of Moscow where several of Moscow's government elite actually have homes, including Mr. Putin. So we cannot rule out of the equation that these might be assassination attempts, but if so, they're rather clumsy. So to me, thus far, it's looking like we're either looking at Ukrainian desperation, and the Russians certainly are taking this line. Think of it, if, if the Ukraine is involved, think of it as kind of the Nazi attacks, rocket attacks on London. They're doing a tremendous amount of damage and and morale shock to the civilian population, but they're not really causing any strategic dent either in the United Kingdom or America's war effort on the continent of Europe. They're simply revenge strikes, terror strikes, and they're not really effective at demoralizing the British over the long term. So what we're looking at is, in, in the Russian view, we're looking at desperation measures of a desperate regime that, in my opinion, is probably facing near collapse by this point. 
But this raises the question, all right, if there are cells inside of Russia, who's running them? And again, I suspect that the strongest contender of any of the great powers for those types of cells inside of Russia at this present moment in history would be the United Kingdom rather than the United States. Uh, but we could be looking at yet a third player, and that's the oft-mentioned Nazi connection in the Ukraine, because let's go back and acknowledge the fact that after the Maidan coup of 2014, the government in power in Kiev essentially is a resurgent uh, kind of neo-Nazi regime that might indeed be a, a kind of surface cell of something that has metastasized throughout that region that lies much deeper. And I would not uh, rule that out. Now, what's most interesting to me is if you recall in that first article, the F Russian foreign ministry, and let me read that quotation to you again. The Russian foreign ministry said, quote, assurances by NATO officials that the Kiev regime will not launch deep strikes into Russian territory proved to be completely hypocritical, unquote. So in other words, Russia is also not just blaming the Ukraine. Russia is also saying that it is really something that could not have happened without a tacit informal approval from the rest of NATO. And ultimately, what I think the Russians are signaling here is that they don't believe Washington's explanations that it did not know that these strikes were coming and so on and so forth for a moment. Russia is clearly blaming not just the Ukraine, but also NATO. So what does this mean? What might the response from Russia be? Uh, number one, I would argue that Russia is bound to make some sort of response. Uh, that response, I suspect, will be very clear when it does come. The Russians have, as we've seen, been conducting drone strikes against Kiev military targets. Uh, they have hit and struck civilian targets, but in my opinion, they are trying to take some care to avoid striking civilian targets. In other words, they're not resorting to a kind of shotgun attack, which this drone strike against Moscow appeared to me to have been. Uh, launching all sorts of drones against an elite residential area of Moscow um, strikes me as kind of a desperation move, perhaps intended to target President Putin or other officials. It's that targeting scenario here now that bothers me. Because in the wake of the previous drone attack on the Kremlin itself that was mostly unsuccessful. Uh, we have had various Russian spokesmen stating that Russia, as we've seen in these articles, stating that Russia has the right to respond, pardon me, to respond in the harshest possible way. I suspect that Russia's statements previously, last year, that they would be targeting decision-making centers now has to be interpreted 
in a very broad sense. A decision-making center could be a headquarters, of course, like military intelligence or communications and what have you. But a decision-making center can also be a leadership pool or even specific leaders. So I suspect that we might be seeing Russian drone strikes that are of a precision nature against various members of the Kiev regime, if indeed they're still even in the Ukraine. Now, what I'm suggesting here is something that I've been warning about for a very long time, that we might be seeing the first hints of beginning to take shape. For many years, I've been telling all of you out there that listen to these little news and views broadcasts that two can play the covert operations game. If there are Western intelligence cells operating inside of Russia conducting drone strikes against Russian civilians and against Russian leaders, the Russians certainly have their own on-the-ground intelligence cells in other countries that could conceivably start doing the same thing. In short, this could start getting ugly if the West continues to escalate. Uh, at this juncture, folks, I, again, I must be honest, I do not see any potential for a military victory for the Ukraine in this war. And if necessary, the Russians will roll all the way to the current borders of, of Eastern Europe uh, in order to put a stop to this. And at that point, all negotiation leverage that the West has will end. So unless the West is prepared to escalate dramatically, there's only one way that this will end. So I hope and pray, folks, that some sanity prevails in, in Kiev uh, and that the Ukrainian people will wake up and realize that London and Washington and Berlin and Paris are not their friends and try to reach some sort of agreement or accommodation with Russia uh, before it's too late because this is now getting serious. Uh, the Ukraine is being used as a proxy in a war by the West against Russia and it's a war that they cannot win. Uh, my fear is that the Western leadership again is going to turn a deaf ear to Russia's constant, consistent, and persistent warnings that, uh, you know, you cross too many red lines that we draw in the sand and we will have to take action. Uh, that action could include, you know, taking out the quote-unquote decision-making centers, meaning the Western leadership. Uh, and that is, incidentally, how Russia has been fighting this war in the Ukraine. So I w if I were the Western leadership at this juncture, I would be paying very close attention. Um, we don't need any more Lindsey Grahams spouting off that he's just tickled pink about Russian lives being lost in this war uh, or taking out Vladimir Putin, as he's been on record saying uh, the West should do earlier. Um, those kinds of chickens can come home to roost, and uh, 
Russia's certainly sending the signals, in my opinion, that they would be willing to consider such measures. So that's it for this week's news and views, folks. Don't forget, we do not have a vid chat tomorrow. That will be a week from tomorrow. Please remember, folks, to keep an eye on the schedule on my website, on the forum, for updates on the possibility that I might have to move or reschedule the vid chat due to weather, and I certainly hope and pray that we'll break out of this cycle and have some days of endless, non-stormy, non tornado-interrupted, hail-interrupted, wind and rain-interrupted <laughs> weather. We'll see you on the flip side, folks. Bye-bye, and God bless.